you have to be told uh, what you need to hear for the simple fact that you're a bodybuilder, you're a competitor. You're going on stage to be literally judged, literally judged because yeah. of how you look. So if you don't like hearing that, then don't work with me or don't be a fucking competitor. Because at the end of the day, these are things you're going to hear and you have to get used to. What's up, podcast? This is Colt and Zion. If you are listening to audio only, then unfortunately you cannot see her. But we are going to pick up with part two of two with Brandon and his dog Primo, part wolf. We're actually going to start off talking about that. If you have not listened to part one, that is episode 88 of the SuperSetYourLife.com podcast. We'll just go back two episodes ago. We'll find Brandon and Primo. We talk all about his bio, his backstory, the original pothead bodybuilder, <laughs> steroids, marijuana, uh, contest dieting, all kinds of good stuff. Let's go. We're just going to pick up right where he left off. I didn't get him DNA tested, but from the same exact litter uh, with the same parents, one of his brothers was DNA tested, and yeah, he's a third of a, he's a third Doberman, a third Blue Nose Pit, and a third uh, Wolf, uh, Timber Wolf. And he's almost two. Yeah, he's a year and ten months. So mm-hmm. he's, his birthday's coming up in early July. Good stuff. So. The, the coolest thing that I, I can't believe how well trained he is, and I, you know, dog ownership for me is a is is a very new thing. And I actually, just so you know my story, I've never been particularly a fan of dogs in general at all until Taylor was like, "We we, re- we should really get a dog. We should really get a dog." She just really wanted one. I was like, "Okay, we'll get we'll get one for the family." And so I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I was like, what, what kind do you want? And she did a bunch of research and she and she was like, you know what an Australian Shepherd is? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, I think that'd be a good one. And I was like, okay. So we went to a, a breeder and um, yeah, she got a super good deal on it and just has changed my life, man. It's been at my hip like basically ever since. And now I'm just like, um, it's it's changed the way that I feel. It's, it's changed the way that I interact with my kids. Cause like with dogs, like at least with her, like you have to be, uh, you, you can only be positive with her punish punishing an Australian shepherd is just a losing battle. They don't understand. They don't know why they're being punished. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's physical, verbal time up on a leash, you know, it's just, they, you can, you can only influence them by positive reinforcement. And so then I just kind of looked at my kids differently. Now I'm like, okay, like, where am I getting mad at them? Where, I could use some redirecting techniques or like stuff that's working for the dog. And it's like, it's, it's just making our, our, our entire family communicate better. So anyway, um, all that being said, no, that's, was, no, that's awesome to hear. That's so cool, man. Cause thanks. I mean, it's, I mean, cause I don't have kids. Um, but, uh, but I definitely think like, especially if you're a good dog owner, it's definitely good training, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you eventually have kids, uh, just because, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's like raising a baby, in the, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, at least in my opinion. So that's definitely so cool coming from someone who actually has a, a family. And I don't know, I think that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> just because I love, I love dogs. So I love the fact that just you getting a dog, like hearing the fact that you getting a dog just, just made your family better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there comes time where, I mean, like we were in the candle on both ends, you know what I mean? So it's like we 
Kayla and I, we, we work hard. We're passionate about what we do. And, um, and, and so like, if our kids are misbehaving, like it's never really convenient to stop and put yourself in their head and, and like, you know, just drop, just drop what you're doing. It's, 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 it, it, it gets really easy to get just like, stop that, stop that, stop that, you know, and, um, and to just be a policeman or a drill sergeant, but, uh, it, but none of that works for the dog, you know, it works with kids temporarily dogs are different. And so it's just had, it's just made us get creative and think outside the box and uh, yeah, just talk a little bit differently to our kids when, you know, when, when we're angry or stressed, when they're doing something like, you know, every time we get home, what do they, what do they do? First thing they do when they get out of the car is they go turn on the hose on the side of the house and start playing in the mud. And they know they're not supposed <laughs> to, they're never allowed to do that. But it's the first thing they do every single time we get home and get out of the car, you know? And so like, that's frustrating, but what can we do differently? Oh, they want to play in water. Okay. Um, let's put some water over here, like in the dog dish and you can play with your toys there. Like that was just, that's just like what, what I came up with when we got, when we got home from the, uh, from the trip that I just saw you at. Um, mm -hmm. and so things like that, but I, I was shocked at how Primo was like, he will, it seems like he'll literally just like sit at your side and wait for your command to do anything. Granted, he's a little older than Zion is, but uh, man, that, that was a that, that was a blast just just watching those two rumble and tumble and kind of go at it for I mean like literally an hour or two. Um, but you but your but your dog would sit and wait until you gave him the command to attack Zion in a playful way, and then he would go and then he would go ahead and do it. And I thought that was really cool. Like, how did you train him how to do that? <laughs> um, I mean, the main thing is like, especially in my opinion, is like starting from day one. So like they know from the instant that you're the one, not number one, you're the one that feeds them. You're the one that tells them what to do. You're the one in charge. You're the alpha. Um, they know that from the jump. For example, uh, day one, because we've had Primo since October of, not last, I think the year before. Um, and uh, we, and he's been, he was 10 weeks old when we got him. Now he's huh. a year and 10 months. And from literally day one, he learned uh, lay down and sit, like from day one, you know. Um, and a lot of it just comes from number one, be consistent, and especially starting it from day one. Wow. What what are, what are some other, some of the other things that you guys do together? Tricks that you that you've taught him? Um, well, he he has to ask for uh, for a treat or a toy or whatever, so we tell him to say please, and he'll. He'll bark at that command uh -huh. um or uh you know he he loves people so like for example at at a, uh, one of my jobs i work at a dispensary so and it's i'm very fortunate that i'm able to bring primo there so anytime i go to work uh primo's there with me at the shop so anytime customers leave um they well anytime customers come they see him you know they pet him whatever they buy they buy whatever it is they buy and then they leave i'll tell him to say bye and uh, he'll bark at that command as well no um, way yeah it's 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 really, it's really cute people love it people <laughs> love it over there um and uh heel is uh, is the command that i tell him to to stay by my side yep. um one of the things too that really helps with that is the breeds um He's since he's a third Doberman, they're known as like Velcro dogs. So like they they stay by your side, you know. Um. Uh, and yeah, I want to say that's the most like like eccentric things that he really knows. 
<laughs> right on. Oh, uh, uh, he also he could also give a hug too. I forgot about that. Oh, if cool. You, uh, if you crouch down and you say give me a hug, he'll jump up and and you know hug you. Yeah. What about what about roll over? Uh that that I never taught him. Yeah. None of that stuff I taught him. We tried roll over for like a week and that was just a disaster. Every time she would just like scream like I like I was I was like trying to like roll her over on the floor and that was just a a complete disaster. So we've been getting creative and learning different like more entry level tricks in the meantime. <laughs> well I, it's all it's all a process like for example getting him to bark on command was not easy like uh because i taught him everything except for say please my girlfriend is the one who taught him that because i did not have the patience um because what i what i learned is uh to get a dog to bark on command is like you know how especially dogs when they're puppies they'll have something that they're excited about and they'll just constantly like yip or bark at mm -hmm. so for example with him he loves bubbles like uh his his ears perked up for a second but um he loves bubbles he loves playing with bubbles like catching them so when he was a puppy he would just bark constantly at them for whatever reason like when he's extremely excited he'll bark he'll bark so my girlfriend uh while he'll bark she'll tell she'll tell him say please good boy give him a treat and then we'll keep doing that over and over she'll blow some bubbles he'll be barking at it she'll tell him say please and then give him a, a treat and then that's when you try to not blow the bubble and then you tell him to say please and then he'll try to on this you like you can even see that he's like trying to think like like what like what you're trying to ask him to do um so then so then the first couple of times it was uh he, he couldn't figure it out until she would like blow a bubble and then he'll start barking at it after she told him to say please and then she'll give him the treat you know so um then he he caught on to say please is bark mm -hmm. so like a lot of little things like that you know contest prep can be a very isolating lonely endeavor even though it's a team sport you got your girl you got your girlfriend that i see that works out with you you got your buddies that you see at the gym you got your you got a good coach you got a hell of a coach you got uh you got you got your own clients i mean so it's a team sport in a lot of ways have you found that having uh primo with you and kind of like with you doing your workouts is makes it even more of a team sport it's, it's like yeah like we're doing this together kind of thing um at this point i don't even view it as like a more like a team thing just because primo and i he comes with me everywhere like i take him literally everywhere so if if i'm there primo's gonna be there like we're a package deal so yeah um so i mean it definitely definitely makes it cooler because it feels like uh it feels like i have someone to share it with especially since we eat the same food <laughs> he eats the same food i do pretty much so um so like uh you know and we go out to do our cardio at the same time so you know uh he comes with me everywhere so follows the same cycle makes it coach, follows the same cycle your coach has you on oh exactly yeah he, he eats a bunch of anovar but <laughs> but um but uh Nah, it definitely, uh, it's definitely adds to, adds to it. It makes it a lot cooler. Yeah, it's been, it's been the same way for me, man, too. Because like my, most of my workouts are at home. Like ninety nine percent of everything that I do is 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 actually at home too, and I just like it too because not, you know, having people take machines and stuff and all all right. the all the things that are kind of annoying at, the, at like the, an actual commercial gym. Body shop is a different story. I mean that that is 
that is not your normal gym. That that is a very very special place. That is actually definitely worth, not. Yeah, dude, it is it is worth the drive to work out there. Literally, from from Portland all the way to Seattle and back just to work out there and and and, and let Zion work out too because that, like she's working out too. Like she literally burns more calories than me. I swear. It's, it's just one dog <laughs> after the it's next. Running around, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and that's the thing too, because that's why that's why I loved Body Shop ever since I attended there during their first year. Number one, um, when I first met Jeff, the owner, I remember meeting him before him and his girlfriend at the t- um before his girlfriend currently. Um, I remember meeting him before they got together, and he told me his story, which was the fact that you know he loves he loves um working out, he loves the gym, and there's there's no other like gym like it in the area. So he literally sold his house to be able to, yeah, to afford the gym. And yep. he was literally at the time when I met him, he was living in the gym. The the their back office currently was his bedroom. Like he, I remember he opened his door. He had like literally uh, a bed in there, a microwave, and like a little TV. Like it, it blew my mind, and it just inspired me. So I love things like that just because it 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 re- like not that it reminds me of myself, but it reminds me of why I do the things I do. And it makes me want to keep pushing even harder because yeah, there's other people who, who feel just the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, since day one, since going to that gym has been nothing but love from everybody. And it's one of those environments. It's like, uh, it's like, we all have a job to do. Even if someone who's not a competitor, if they're just a, a normal person, just going to the gym to look good, they see people like us, like competitors and, they respect it. It's not like we're being judged like in a Planet Fitness or an LA Fitness or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a special place, man, with a special culture, a special vibe. Um, and there's some, there's some big names there and there's some really amazing physiques from people that just, that, that work out there every single day. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely breeds some uh, good talent from that gym. Mm-hmm. Myself included. <laughs> I love, I love all the new machines that they got to the, the the hip machines, the new cable setup, and everything. They just do such a good job there. And Arsenal too. You can't beat the Arsenal strength equipment. It's just everything's heavier. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's so it's so fucking cool. I love Arsenal strength. Like there's yes. only like a few brands of like equipment I really love, and it's Cybex, um, some Paramount. Uh, some hammer strength and arsenal strength, like all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I went into, see, I was, I was sitting back there a couple of days ago when we were in Seattle working with our clients and um, I went, I went to do the chest supported row. And I was like, Oh, I'll just throw two plates on and probably get like 20 reps for a warm up and see where to go after that. Thinking it was like an actual T-bar row, you know, cause like Two plates on. Oh, you're on, talking about you're talking about. I don't remember what that one is called, but it's the so chest supported like, row with the with the handles that. Yeah, yeah, and so you know everybody I'm, calls that the humbler. Yeah, that that's a that's a perfect name for it because like with a with a T bar row, like I'll put you know like most people do like six set like I'm sure I, I got I got like you would do like six seven eight uh, not big plates but the twenty five pound plates you know for like eight reps or whatever your, your hypertrophy range is. And so for me, I was like, all right, I'll, you know, two 45 pound plates and plenty of wiggle room to be able to get like a good warm up set in and feel where to go. It was all I, I could do to get five reps, man. Could, couldn't even get. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> heavy. 
I mean, <laughs> just the just the machine alone without any weight is like Jesus. This shit is heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and like Car- Carly and I were working out together, and she was like, "Are you insane?" And I was like, "What? This this is nothing." And I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's really cool too, just the fact that. Um, another reason why I love the gym is the fact that I'm fortunate enough to bring him with me all the time there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another, that's another big thing, especially since he's my baby. He comes with me everywhere. Um, and the gym is my second home. So to him, it's, he views it as his house too. <laughs> does he, you got a lot of stress in your life, just like everybody does. Do you, do you, do you find it just like kind of taking a couple minutes and chilling out and just petting them or just like, just, just. Just, just having him there just kind of settles you down. 100%. Like, literally just watching him have fun is uh, just does so much for me. Like, it makes it makes me so happy to see him just run around having a good time. Yeah. Um, just because he doesn't get it all the time, you know? Like, I live in a very small apartment. Um, the shop he's at, the shop I work at is, is really small, too. He doesn't have much space in there. Um, and the gym is – I don't let him run around in the gym all the time just because – people throwing the weights around and shit so yeah you know so um uh so like he doesn't he doesn't get the chance to really like get an open space or or anything like that so when i do or like when i do have the chance to take him outside and let him like uh go crazy then it's that it, that does a lot it's, it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah going on going on runs is one thing but like they need to be where they, they need to be out where they can like zigzag and and do and do agility work is what i'm noticing is the right yeah actually our, our our favorite little game is the laser pointer and then she starts running around in circles and the kid the Going kids crazy, get all, yep, get all crazy yep. about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll put it on the ceiling too and she'll just like be chasing it and then i'll like spin it around in circles and she'll spin around trying to catch it and she gets all dizzy and can't stand up <laughs> uh good times we do it with our we, we do it with, with we don't actually have laser pointers though we um we have guns that have lasers on them so we always make sure that you know it's cleared <laughs> that is hilarious just pointing in a safe direction <laughs> just using your gun. All right. it's yeah. like uh do you ever you ever listen to uh or you ever watched um bill kreiser the comedian uh-uh he was saying he was doing that with the dog like uh had the laser pointer and he was like the dog chasing it he said he was drunk so he said it was like, look, it's like the dog wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of tactical gear. I know that I know that you probably pack some guns around, huh? Uh I don't actually. I fucking wish, but really? Um, well, I'm from New York, so in New York it, guns are not a thing. Like they're yeah. unless you're a criminal, you know, um, they're not a thing. So like moving out here, when I moved out here, like uh, over two years ago, seeing gun stores was just a shock. Like <laughs> it, just that alone, you know. So um, I've probably held maybe two guns ever in my life, you know. Um, but I'm a huge. I love weapons. Like yeah. I love knives. I love swords, axes. Just I have a huge collection of knives. Um, especially since I I also work at a at a nightclub. So um obviously like we we pat people down at the door so if i find somebody with a knife i take it from them um and i you know i'm a nice guy i hold on to it so i tell them to come see me at the end of the night and i'll give it back to them a lot of the times they're too drunk they forget or whatever so 
I'm not going to go chasing somebody down and give them back their knife. So I'll just take it home with me. So I have a huge collection. Ah, oh, that's, that's cool. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's oh, awesome, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. That pepper spray. I have a bunch of, like, random shit. Uh, um, but, like, guns, though, I, uh, I would love some guns. Like, that's one of the reasons why I also, because um, I'm going to be moving to Florida um, pretty soon. So uh, that's definitely one of the reasons why I want to move there as well uh just because not to get into politics or anything but we need our fucking guns yeah <laughs> we need our guns simple as that 100 percent agree yeah i i think i think i told you that did i tell you about that? yeah yeah we, we were uh, sending video messages last night when we were smoking weed but um we had, we, came, we i came back from the gym my front door to my house is open this is right after seeing somebody get arrested at, at the somebody getting arrested in the parking lot at the gym and then passing a really sketchy guy, which is not a super uncommon thing in our neighborhood anyway. Uh, we have some, uh, I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, but some uh, homeless people that walk up and down um, the street that is not too far from our house. And we've had some yeah. come up to our front door literally when the door is open and I'm working out. Taylor and I both got home at the same time, front door is wide open. Uh, what we think happened is I think that our four-year-old son has figured out how to undo the child safety lock. Um, but yeah, no, I came inside and I was, and, and I, I gra grabbed Zion, I gave Taylor the Glock and I had the AR and I was literally searching the entire house with the light and everything and making, make, making the dog smell everything. And like 10, 15 minutes, literally just searched every single part of the house and uh, couldn't find anything. So thank God everybody was good. Everybody, everybody was safe but yeah it also kind of put us in a situation where it's like okay we need to actually have a drill so like if this happens again what yeah, do we do so we're not scrambling you know i feel like we did everything right but it'd be nice to have a doberman at that time you know some, some, something that <laughs> something something that if there wasn't an intruder wouldn't just like run, run up and lick them to death <laughs> right right something scary you know <laughs> yeah cool well man yeah been a, hell, been a hell of a talk. What are you moving to Florida for? Um, well, uh, it's not going to be like, I want to say it's going to definitely be within probably two years mm -hmm. just because um, uh, my girlfriend and I were getting the fuck out of Washington because the state sucks. Oh, I, I, I hear you. Yeah, we'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially being from the East Coast. I hate it out here. Mm -hmm. People are different. Um. I don't know, most of the time, because you have fake people everywhere, but most of the time in New York, people are very blunt, in your face, straight to the point. Out here, it's not like that. And I fucking hate that. And, you know, being real is a huge uh, thing with me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. even if it's something that you don't want to hear and something you need to hear, it's, you know, it's the truth. It is what it is. I've so, noticed that about you. And, and actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'd, I'd like to circle around that, to, uh, around back to that, actually, is that, that was the, the the biggest thing that I that I noticed about you, like I said in the intro, was uh, the way that you talk to your clients uh, is is just like it's it's harsh and it's like you, you know you're you're talking to them like like I remember my high school coach talking to 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 me you know and so the last uh, six nine months that we've been all in fully a hundred percent personal training and online coaching. I hate the word personal training. We're, we're, we're bodybuilding coaches, not personal trainers. There's a big difference. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but 
ever since we've, we've been, we've been coaching, I, I've seen everybody as, as family and like, it's fun. And like, most of us, like we have, we have kids and stuff. And so I'm like, all right, like teach everybody, like how to incorporate your kids into your workouts and like that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, there's, there, there, there's, a, there's a time and a place for that, but there, there's also a time where it's like, okay, no, somebody literally needs to be told that they're, that they're not giving giving it everything that they have. And there's no polite way to say, yes, there's discretion, but, um, yeah, man, I guess the, no, no particular question there, but um, maybe you could just elaborate a little bit on your coaching style and like, um, you know, what works for you. If you have any funny stories around um, maybe conversations that didn't go well, or just, I don't know, man, just whatever you want to share. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, it all just boils down to how I grew up, you know, and yeah. uh, I was a very good liar as a kid. And I also realized that lying a lot also Number one, I had to remember what I lied about. And I smoke a lot of weed nowadays. I can't remember all my fucking lies. <laughs> so I barely even remember like what I did yesterday. Doesn't that know, suck? If you lie, you have to remember it. If you, if you, if you, if you just don't lie, then I think Exactly. <laughs> Number one, I don't want to remember my lies. Yeah. Uh, so, and second, again, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and um, in East New York in particular, Cypress Hills. And um that's just how people are out there everybody's straight to your face blunt you know they have a problem with you they're gonna tell you if they don't like you they're gonna tell you well, no wonder, no wonder you hate washington <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it is and you know so that's that's just how i am that's how i always was always been straight to the point even if it's you know like i always i say this all the time i'm a i'm a you know i'm a dick i'm a bit of a dick you know no, i'm not an asshole i'm a dick so because there's a difference, but um, just be due to the simple fact that I tell the truth and not a lot of people like to hear that just because it's, it's fucking hard to hear the truth. But when it comes to coaching, especially if you're paying me to, to do like, to, to help you be the best you can, if you're paying me, then why am I going to lie to you? You know, like if you can't trust me to tell you what you need to hear, then who can you trust if you're paying me, you know? Yeah. So what you're going to trust some people at the gym. And that's another thing too, because if I'm holding somebody's hand, even if they don't look good, telling them they look good when they don't, then what's going to happen when they go to the gym, other people, and let's say they're posing in the gym or whatever. Um, this is just a random scenario. And, and then other people come approach them at the gym saying like, Hey, what are you doing? You're, you're four weeks out. You shouldn't be looking like you should be leaner, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends up creating distrust between um the client and myself and then they end up not listening to what i'm doing um whether i know or not you know what i mean so so it, to prevent all that um i like to be blunt straight to the point you know how i feel you know you're missing this you know you're not lean enough you know you're not big enough whatever the case is so now how do we fix it how do we how do we change that because it's not like i'm just sitting here criticizing my clients every five minutes you know um I do, I do make a point to also let them know when they're, uh, when they're doing great, but I'm not over here, like patting them on the back every time. You know what I mean? If it's like a big ass PR, or if it's, for example, like my, my last client who was going to step on stage this last Friday, um, I was telling her how proud I was of her for how far she's gotten, you know, those, those moments are different. I'm sure to make a point to 
make it known how I feel. Cause at the end of the day, that's how I feel, but you have to be told uh, what you need to hear for the simple fact that you're a bodybuilder, you're a competitor, you're going on stage to be literally judged, literally judged because yeah. of how you look. So if you don't like hearing that, then don't work with me or don't be a fucking competitor. Cause at the end of the day, these are things you're going to hear and you have to get used to. So with me, I'm at least giving solutions on top of that. So yes, I have my criticisms. You have a, your back is small. Your, your, you know, your stomach is too fat. You're, you're missing this. You're missing that. I'm not just giving that. I'm also giving solutions as to how they can change that and make it better. You know, you start, you're, you're starting with an awareness of what the problem is and then the solution, but you can't just jump straight to the solution. If we don't get real and on the same page with what the problem is and that could be not, exactly because let's say it. let's say it's the same thing with life let's say for example um you have a certain uh bill coming up on a certain date and you just don't want to think about it because you know it's it's a stress that you don't want to add to your daily life which i totally understand you know um but then at the end of the day there's a point where you have to get real and realize oh shit i have to pay this bill or else whatever, my lights are going to be turned off or whatever, whatever it is. So it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. So you have to acknowledge what the problem is and realize what you need to do to fix it. Because at the end of the day, it's still going to be a problem if you don't fix it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be real with yourself, be honest with yourself, look at what you're missing and come up with solutions. So that's, that's just how I completely feel as a coach, you know? So if, uh, if someone's fucking around, if they're not training hard enough, I'm going to let them know, you know, anytime I train with, anytime I train with a client, um, cause I'm a very busy person. I mostly train by myself. Uh, but if I have time, I make the time to, to drive out or they come to me to train together. Yeah. And, um, and at that point, I'm very quick to notice certain things. Like you're not feeling your lats here. You, you need to squeeze harder. You're not pushing hard enough. You can put more weight on the bar, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the case may be, you know? So there's always things that could be improved. So if you're trying to be the best you can be, then why not uh, try to do those things to be better? But if you, you're not going to do those things to be better if you're not told. Right. Yeah. No, we, 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 you, you and I are very different yet very similar. And, one of the things that we're very similar with is, is uh, how both of us are on contest prep. And with that, come, there's a lot that I know about you that I'm not going to take personal. There's a lot that you know about me that you're not going to take personal. And I think it was like a few weeks ago, it was, it was like, man, like, we got to get a workout in. We got to get a workout in. And then like, you saw me at the gym and, and I was like, dude, I was going to text you when I was coming into town. And like, I just, the phone notifications are piling up and I, I literally only have so many, so, so much time to get through all my phone notifications. Right. No, no, no worries. And then like, you know, we're watching our dogs play and, and stuff and just kind of like shooting the breeze after, after, after we got it in. But then like, we're like, okay, we're training legs on Wednesday. All right. And then like, I think we got, I think we talked for like 20 minutes and then we left without saying goodbye. And then I, and I was like, well, like I thought, I thought we were going to work out together. Well, whatever. Right. I'm going to freaking go, you know? And then like, but we just don't, but we just don't take it personal. And like, I knew in the back of my head, it, like we probably weren't going to work out together and you probably knew it too, but it's just, I don't know. It's just like kind of something that you say, but I'm the same way, man. Like I just, I, I don't like working out with people. Like it doesn't matter who, who it is. It's, it's like, if you're, if you're on, if you're on a mission, it's like you, it kind of takes every single bit, bit of brain power to, 
to focus on your workout and to know what you need, what you need to do during that workout. I mean, like you can go in with a plan and then first couple sets, it's not agreeing with it or your rotator cuffs are, you know, my, my rotator cuff has been just killing me every day. So like my push pull leg split has, has become push pull legs, but no shoulders. The end of every workout is when my shoulder finally starts feeling like I can do something and not hurt it. And so basically just like shoulders have been the every, the end of every single workout. It's like, you have a training partner. How the hell do you work around that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny too, because I want to say not including girls I've dated in the past, because I mean, when you're a bodybuilder and you date different girls, you always bring them to the gym with you at some point. So um, that doesn't count. But um, I want to say I've had a total of two training partners um, over the course of like the the six, seven years I've been doing this. Yeah. And and honestly, it's, it's funny because I don't even remember how it came about, like like, well, one of them, his name is George, and that was the friend I told you about in the beginning is as far as who got me, like, inspired to go to the gym. He was my first training partner because we, like, we were always competitive with each other, so including the gym. Um, and I had another another training partner who was my coworker. And uh, I don't know, I definitely feel like it's just a certain chemistry. Uh, it's, it's like a genuine relationship, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you it's almost like it's there's a lot of like unspoken things that you guys just know about each other. Like, let's say you, you know how hard they could push, you know, if they have five more or, you know, if they're done, like little things like that, or, you know, what they need to hear in order to get them fired up before like a heavy squat session, for example, like, yeah, like my last training partner, I haven't trained with him. And I want to say since back in 20, late 2018 um and i want to say i i've had some of my best lifts like with him um just because you know you really get each other hitting prs you know and uh it's definitely a fun time um but as i've progressed as a bodybuilder and competitor i've become a lot more meticulous with my training because that's one of the things about having a training partner is a lot of it is about the fun in it but I like to focus on what I'm doing specifically because, you know, I'm there for a reason. I have a job to do. Yes. So whether I'm getting paid or not, I have a job to do. So um, not that having a training partner distracts me from that, but they're not always doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Because my training splits are like specifically for me and it's, you know, they don't always want to do the same things every day right. or just whatever the case is. Because I do the same training sessions every day all my sessions are the same every week. The only thing that changes is the weight. So, um, so, you know, that gets boring for a lot of people and yeah. I totally get it. And honestly, it boils down to not having the time. Cause you know, we all have lives, we have fucking day jobs and shit like that. So, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it'd be great to have a training partner, like just cause it's again, that chemistry is nice and having like, some of the best lifts I've ever had was, like I said, was with the training partner. So it'd be nice to have that back, but it's just a matter of, uh, I guess just scheduling pretty much is the, is the main issue. Cause you know, we all have lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, when, when someone calls me or texts me during a workout, a lot of times I, I find myself not lying, but saying like, like literally just I'm busy right now. I can't say that I'm working out because when people, 
a workout to most people is not the same as a workout for you and me. A workout for a workout for me is this 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 is literally the most important thing of the day. Like if this doesn't happen, oh, it's not even. I don't even call it a workout. It's a training session. Yeah. And like a training session is way more serious than just your fucking average workout, you know? Right. And then people hear like, oh, oh, he's oh, he's just working out. Cool, I can give him a call. He's available. Like, no, that that is the time that I'm the least available. Right. <laughs> is right in the middle fuck, of a workout. Fuck that. I put my phone on do not disturb. I even tell my girlfriend, yeah. like, if you text me, I'm not gonna see it. Or if I see it, I'm not gonna reply to it just until I'm done. Because at the end of the day, you know, I don't have a lot of time to myself in a day. Most of the time I get to myself is in the gym. So, and especially since the gym is, you know, I love training. Like at the end of the day, I just love training and beating the shit out of myself. So that's the time that I want for myself. So like, I'm already on my phone too much in a day, especially talking to clients or whatever the case is. So I'd rather just have headphones on, throw my phone in my bag and just train. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor gets asked like, your husband, your husband works. He, he his workout literally like after you count the cardio and everything, it's it's two or three hours every single day. Like not even when he's on prep. Like doesn't that bother you? And she's like, no, it bothers me if he doesn't do it. If he doesn't do it, you don't want to be around him. If if he does it every single day, he's a great guy. He's in a great mood, and and I and I love him. <laughs> you know, and, and to see, and that's that's amazing. That's amazing because yeah, and it's rare because you know not a lot of it's hard to find a, a partner like that, you know, not a lot of, whether it's a woman, a man, it doesn't understand, doesn't matter, but just having a partner that understands like your lifestyle and what the things we do, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's hard, you know? Um, and honestly, for a while, I, I didn't want to be in a relationship. Um, uh, like just for the simple fact that it's a distraction, you know, I don't want to feel obligated to anybody else. I don't want to be bothered. Like, why are you at the gym so much? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So um, when I ended up finding my girlfriend now, who's going to end up becoming my wife one day, uh, then then uh, she's just 100% supportive of everything I do. Like, she understands everything. And, you know, so it, that's really hard to find. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, I'm, I'm so lucky. Like, we've, we've had conversations, too, where it's like, okay, this is, this is a lot of work we're doing. I mean, like, is this, is this, is this really worth it? You know? And then it's like, what's, what's the alternative? I could go work a nine to five job. I could go back. I could go back to the corporate world. Like I was before when I was, when I was working at management. And then both of us are just like, no, that, that is just, it's not what I was meant to do. It's not what she was meant to do. She's meant to be a mom. She's meant to help me with coaching. I mean, literally if she, she has clients that we have clients together that she actually does like 99% of their coaching. And if, you know, she's like, uh, what do you, what do you think we should do with their macros or what exercise should, should we, should we have them do? You know, it's, it's a joint effort with, with pretty much everything with her and me, but, awesome. but, but she's the same way too. Like if she, like my, my most important job every single morning is making sure that she gets her workout in too, you know, and she's self-motivated and everything, but like, I need to help out with the kids and get them out of bed and everything. And, and, and make sure that they're okay so that she always takes first shift at the gym so she goes first and then when and then when she goes when she, when she gets back then she's watching the kids and then i have my time to work out but like if she has a, if she has a day where like her attitudes eh, you know maybe not the best like i i, I call her out I'm like babe how was your workout today and she's like didn't have a chance to do it because this came up and that came up but i got this phone call i'm like i'm gonna uh, today's just gonna be arrested you know and it's like 
one or two of those days in a row, it starts to add that add up, and I'm and I'm, and I'm I'm the same way. So, both of us, the the the, the gym is just a non-negotiable. And and if, and if we're getting our workouts in, if we're nailing our macros, both of us, and if we're reading our Bible and if we're treating each other respectfully, I mean, like literally, pretty much anything can happen, and we can. That's awesome. Hey, podcast. This is Colton Zion. Just checking out with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us the entire episode. If you found it helpful, if you found it entertaining, uh, if it made you laugh, share it with a buddy. Uh, I'm finish up with a couple customer reviews for the week. The first one is from Lawrence Espinosa. We took him through his first competition recently. He said, also, thank you, Colt Milton. This is from a Facebook post. Thank you, Colt Milton, my wonderful coach for this whole process. Brother, without your encouragement and dedication to my health and mental well-being, I would not have been able to do this. I never believed that I had it in me to discipline myself and to see it through to the end. I love you, man, and keep spreading that same love and encouragement like no one can. Anyway, here's my pictures. First, a mandatory blah, blah, blah. You can't see the rest of it because you're listening to this, not watching it. <laughs> but he looked absolutely incredible. Took second place in his first show. We are getting ready. 17 weeks out as of today and so is brandon from the northwest npc uh northern classic i believe is the name of the show that's going to be in federal way washington so first customer review and what we got for the next customer we got sila fernandez she purchased recently uh iso powder which is our peanut butter flavored protein powder we also have them in chocolate cupcake birthday cake apparently cake is like the thing right now and butter pecan cookies. So she just said, thank you so much for the peanut butter flavor protein powder. It literally tastes like crack cocaine. <laughs> so I have to agree with that. I don't know what crack cocaine tastes like, um, but it is an excellent product. You can find this on our website, supersetyourlife.com. And it has 121 calories, one gram of fat, two grams of carbs, 26 grams of protein doesn't matter what diet you're doing, you should probably be able to fit that into your macros. And I'm about to have a little snack of that myself before training legs. So thank you so much, everybody, again, for watching the show. Um, again, follow Brandon. All of his information is in the show notes below. Love you a lot. God bless. And whatever you're hitting today, go crush it.